Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the My Two Cents Podcast. This is a special edition of the podcast where I will be covering uh, WWE's Elimination Chamber 2024, which happened in Australia. Um, Elimination Chamber was a fun premium live event, pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it. Um, It was pretty easy to tell who was going to win every match when you saw it, if you've been watching the product week by week. Um, If this is your first time just dropping in, I can see where certain people might say, Somebody should have won over the others in certain matches, because I'll break that down in a minute. But this match, in this pay-per-view, excuse me, was really easy to tell who's going to win each match, we're really going to be honest. But it was still a fun event. It was still fun for WWE to travel to Australia, give the Australian fans um, something to see, because Australia really doesn't get WWE uh, pay-per-views. Our, or even live events that much. I think the last time they got a WWE pay-per-view was what? Back in, I want to say this was 2018. This is before Roman Reigns went down with him, letting everybody know that he had leukemia. I think that was the last time that they had a premium live event, like a big show like this. So for them to return here, have Rhea Ripley in the main event, her being basically the cover for this pay-per-view, um, it was a fun um, show for them. I will say this, being an American, I had to wake up at 5 o'clock. I was kind of drifting in and out. Um it was not rough, but boy, and I'm glad that uh, all the other pay-per-views will be going back to American time. I'm just going to be honest with you. This is a first world problem for me, dude. Uh, I feel for all the other people that got to watch it, literally try to watch it live, like early in the mornings. I feel for them if you're not in the States, but me being me, I got to be selfish here. I'm glad that they're going to be going back to uh, American time by 8 o'clock. 7 o'clock, all that type of stuff when they come back to the States. I can't wait for it, especially WrestleMania. So anybody else that's over across the seas, I feel sorry for you. I really do. Um, Anyway, getting to the event, we have the Women's Elimination Chamber. And also, I got to state this, Michael Cole did announce at the press conference that they had Thursday night that originally the Elimination Chamber was supposed to be up by the time they were supposed to do the press conference inside the actual stadium. They didn't because... Pirates apparently kind of intercept the package of the Elimination Chamber, so they had to literally reroute it, do all these other type of ways just to get it to Australia. So again, WWE production team and all of them, just for them to be able to get it, build it up that Thursday night, Friday morning, and then just to have it set for this Saturday, they deserve a big bonus in my uh, opinion, and I hope that they got it. Anyway, getting to the show, the Women's Chamber, you had Becky Lynch, you had Bianca Belair, you have Tiffany Stratton, you had Naomi, Raquel, Liv Morgan, all these women in this Elimination Chamber match. Um, the easy choice, and I think everybody knew this going in, Becky Lynch was going to win, and what she did. Um, it was no shock to no one, because they've been building up Becky Lynch going against Rhea Ripley for the past, I'll say since Royal Rumble time, when Royal Rumble was announced that Becky was going to be in it, you always get the promos for Becky saying she's going after Rhea. Rhea was saying she can't wait for Becky to do win the Rumble. So for her not to win the Rumble and then for her to enter the Elimination Chamber, I think everybody kind of knew offhand that Becky was going to win. So for her to win this, it was no shock. But it did create a lot of good moments here. Uh, Tiffany Stratton, she was the fan favorite here. And this is what I mean by if you haven't been watching the product and you just popped into this, you would think Tiffany Stratton was going to win because she had the most fanfare out of everybody. 
out of Bianca, out of Becky, out of Naomi, Raquel, Liv, and especially Liv. Liv just came back at the Rumble. She's a fan favorite, especially with a lot of people on the internet. But Tiffany had her people. The people loved Tiffany. Tiffany was the hot sensation inside the chamber, especially when she eliminated Naomi. And Naomi looked at Tiffany. Tiffany looked at Naomi. And Tiffany kind of gave Naomi a wave of goodbye. And then once Liv hit Tiffany with Oblivion and then Pender and eliminated Tiffany and the crowd all booed Liv, I thought, oh, okay, this is different. They really wanted Tiffany to win. This is crazy. But again, this showed how much Tiffany was over with the people. So Tiffany can be the next uh, big major star. I see her being a big key player in 2024 of WWE on the main roster, especially after this. And I think we might get a Tiffany and uh, Naomi program leading into Mania. I don't think we're going to get them to have a one-on-one matchup, but I think the program that those two are going to have leading into Mania, I think is going to be great. Um, Raquel, she had power in this. This was no shock to anybody. She kind of played a power role. Same thing with Bianca. Um, Bianca, she was able to eliminate um, Raquel by hitting her with a KOD after Raquel hit both Becky and Liv with a Tejano bomb. That's when Bianca would come in, hit Raquel with the KOD, cover her. Then it was down to uh, Becky, Bianca, and Liv. And at that junction, you kind of knew that Becky was going to win. And it came by Liv pinning Bianca. Then immediately after that, Becky would hit Liv with a manhandle slam to win the match. So Becky will be facing off against the winner of the main event between Nia Jax and uh, Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania for the Women's World Heavyweight Championship. Again, strong Elimination Chamber matchup to start the show. Um, after this, we have the tag team title matchup of Finn and Demi Priest defending the tag team titles against uh, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. This was a fun tag team title matchup here. Um, the Judgment Day, they came down with Dominic Mysterio. Dominic, he would get himself involved by... Uh, making sure that Finn got his foot on the bottom row when Pete Dunne hit the bitter end. Tyler Bate would alert the ref to get Dominic out of there. And once that happened, then it got to a standard tag team matchup. Again, solid tag matchup between both uh, teams. Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, it seemed at one point they thought they were going to win and at least had the people uh, believing that when Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne hit Finn Balor with a double Tyler driver and covered him, Damien, he would uh, pull Finn out of the ring to make sure that he wouldn't lose the tag titles for them. And after that, they still continued on with their, their onslaught onto Finn and uh, Priest. Um, they tried to hit the Tyler Driver again off the top ropes, but this time they would try to do it onto Damien Priest. Uh, Finn would hold on to Priest's foot to make sure Priest wouldn't fall down. And at that moment, this allowed Priest to hulk up, hit both Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne with a choke slam off the turnbuckle. Finn Balor, he would come in, hit the coup de grace on, I want to say, Tyler Bate. They cover him for the win. So Finn Balor and Damian Priest, they retain their tag team titles. Again, solid tag matchup here. I like how they put emphasis on tag team wrestling. And I, and again, if you've been following the product, you knew the Judgment Day were not going to lose the tag team titles to Tyler Bate and uh, Pete Dunn here. They have a plan for them, I think, at WrestleMania, and I seriously believe this. I believe that they're going to lose tag team titles to 
awesome truth, Miz and our truth, because you're not just putting truth in your faction, quote unquote, just to beat them up and then to beat them up so much that people care about it and you're not going to have a follow-up where Truth gets some revenge on the Judgment Day. So I believe at WrestleMania, we're going to get Awesome Truth going against Finn and Priest for the tag team titles. So for this just to be a pit stop leading into that, this is a fun pit stop, good match between both teams. And again, I think people need to put a lot of respect on Finn and Priest's name. They're both legit singles guys, but since they came together as a tag team, they've actually been able to make this stuff work. They've been able to make the teamwork uh, between those two work. So again, I put a lot of respect on both of those guys' names, and I think a lot of people should uh, start doing that. Um, next up, we had the Grayson Waller effect. You had Austin Theory introducing his boy, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller being Australian, he got the hero's welcome from his people. Then once Grayson got in the ring, uh, he introduced Seth and Cody. You go out there. Uh, the main gist is this. Cody would let everyone know that he has a match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's already signed, sealed, delivered. But since Rock put his hands on him at the press conference, he wants a one-on-one match with The Rock, and he doesn't care when it's going to happen. He knows he wants that match. Seth tells Cody point blank, listen, I'm your guy to be right beside you, so whenever that match happens, just know you have me as backup. So we get that confirmation there. Uh, Austin Theory, he would get big for his bridges. He would take the microphone away from Grayson Waller as Grayson was about to close out his show. And you see Austin Theory start getting in Cody's face saying, you think you're going to face The Rock? Cody says something, and then Austin Theory cuts him off with he saying, it doesn't matter what you think. And he does a couple more little rock shtick. And Seth, he's hyping him up, but all for Seth to throw Austin Theory into one of the Grayson Waller uh, cardboard panels. Cody, he would hit him with the Cody cutter. And you see Grayson Waller in the back. He looks like he's about to jump in. And then Seth looks at Grayson. And Grayson just throws his hands up and says, you know what? Go ahead. Do what you guys going to do. And you see Seth hit Theory with a curb stomp. And that's how the Grayson Waller effect would end. So... Cody going against The Rock one-on-one, that's something that wasn't on my bingo card. I don't think Rock and Cody should have a one-on-one matchup. I think it should be a tag matchup because The Rock, I'm not saying he hasn't wrestled in a long time. He probably could have been training, but he has not been in the ring in front of the people, in front of those lights like that in the in-ring action in such a long time that is going to be different from being in a training facility. And I think he needs to be in a tag team situation. So if Cody and Seth happen to have a match against The Rock and I'll say a Solo Sokoa, or it could even be a Jimmy Uso because then that could add more fire to Jimmy and Jay leading into their match at WrestleMania, that'll be great. But Cody by himself with a one-on-one match with The Rock, I don't think that should happen, just me personally. And Grayson Waller and Austin Theory, that's going to be interesting now because you know Austin Theory, he's going to watch the playback of this. He's going to bring this up to Grayson at SmackDown. And I'm wondering... Who is going to be the good guy in this? Is it going to be Austin Theory or is it going to be Grayson Waller? Because both of those guys can do a good guy, bad guy situation. Grayson Waller, he could be a good guy because people actually do like Grayson Waller because he has the charisma, he has the personality, and he's and he actually has the in-ring capability to uh, get the job done for him to be a good guy. But he's 
a great bad guy. So I don't know if they want to keep him there. They might want to change Austin Theory to be the good guy because Austin Theory has been a bad guy since he's got to the main roster and it's just not working for him right now. So if they turn him into a good guy, I think people will jump on board with it because people are calling for it. So Friday Night Smackdown, that's going to be interesting just to see where they go with Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. I will be tuned into that to see what happens. So that's the stuff that came out of that uh, Grayson Waller effect uh, segment of the show. Then we move over into the men's elimination chamber. You have Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Logan Paul, LA Knight. Uh, solid elimination chamber matchup. Again, this was another one that I think if you've been watching the product, you knew what was going to happen. Drew McIntyre, he would get the win, but not by nefarious means because Logan Paul, he would give the assist to Drew when he would hit uh, Randy Orton in the face with brass knuckles after Randy Orton eliminated Logan Paul. So Drew McIntyre, he beats Randy to face Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship at the Elimination Chamber. And it seems that we're getting Randy Orton going against Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Now, I didn't have that on my bingo card. I didn't know Randy and Logan Paul were going to have something until that happened. And I was like, oh, okay. It's not going to be LA Knight going against Logan Paul for the United States Championship. And that, I'll just say this Elimination Chamber kind of threw everything off for me. Because going into this Elimination Chamber, everybody knew Drew was going to win. We all kind of had an idea that we thought LA Knight was going to go against Logan Paul for the United States Championship at WrestleMania because the fans and people online have been speculating this. And we thought, okay, LA Knight's going to win his first championship in the WWE at WrestleMania, United States Championship. Cool. But no. Uh, LA Knight, he would get screwed by AJ Styles because AJ was able to interfere in the men's elimination chamber once Bobby Lashley, he got eliminated by uh, Drew McIntyre, hit him with a Claymore kick. They tried to get Bobby Lashley out of the ring, and they had the elimination door open. And as they're getting Bobby out, and I want to say Ellie Knight just hit the blunt force trauma onto probably Drew. You see AJ Styles coming, and he just starts wailing on Ellie Knight in the back with a steel chair, constantly just wailing on him, hitting him constantly over and over and over again. And you see LA Knight just taking the hits. The referees are trying to get AJ out of the ring. AJ's like shooing the refs out of there. And AJ's telling LA Knight something because you don't hear it. But it comes to the assumption that I'm not through with you. We're probably going to end this whenever I say we're going to end this. And Styles will hit LA Knight with a Styles Clash on the chair. And that's how Drew will cover LA Knight to get LA Knight eliminated. So we're still continuing the feud between LA Knight and AJ Styles. Okay. Are they going to have a match of Mania? I don't think so. I think that's kind of like a SmackDown deal to get that out the way. I don't see that as a match for Mania, if I'm going to be completely honest. And that's going to be a shame because this will be the second year in a row that LA Knight would miss WrestleMania. But again, they could turn this around and make this a fatal four-way matchup, but Again, we got to throw another monkey wrench into that if they do that. Because Kevin Owens, he targeted, uh, not LA Knight, but Logan Paul immediately. Because Logan Paul, he was the last guy to enter the elimination chamber. And Kevin Owens, he was standing right at the door for Logan Paul to enter the chamber. Logan Paul didn't want to enter it. So you saw Kevin Owens like forcefully open the door, get in the chamber uh, cell with Logan to start beating up on Logan, bouncing his head off the 
plexiglass and just start beating up on them and then throwing them out of it. And the feud between Logan Paul and Kevin Owens, that's not over. So it's a nice, interesting deal what we got here. I think probably at WrestleMania, we might get a triple threat. Randy, he's going to want a piece of Logan Paul. Logan's going to want a piece of Randy because he's going to say that Randy cost him to face Seth at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. And Kevin Owens, he's just not done with Logan Paul yet. He still wants his pound of flesh for not winning the United States title at the Royal Rumble. So we could get a triple threat match at WrestleMania. And that's just something that I'm cool with. But it just feels a shame that LA Knight isn't going to get something at Mania. Something a worthwhile. That's just a sad shame to me. But hey, those are the breaks. If they happen to change that plan and they put Logan Paul, uh, Randy, Kevin Owens, AJ, and LA Knight in a five-way match at WrestleMania for the United States title, I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with it. I think people are just going to say, okay, you guys just threw these guys in there just to have a match for a match sake just to get everybody on the card. But I think in the grand scheme of things, everybody will be okay with that thought process. But getting off of that, Drew McIntyre. Being in the moral contender for the Seth's World Heavyweight Championship, again, this was something that everybody kind of expected. We're going to get uh, Seth versus Drew. Drew finally gets his WrestleMania moment, this time in front of people for a World Championship. And this time, it seems that he is actually going to win the World Heavyweight Championship, maybe. If he does, we'll have to wait and see. I think he might, and he might get screwed by Damian Priest, because Priest is a guy that's been having problems with Drew McIntyre for months. And it's kind of been dabbling in and out when they want to mention that. So that's another thing that's been lurking in the back. They'll probably play on that Monday Night Raw whenever Monday hits. Again, we'll have to wait and see. But Drew went in the men's world, uh, men's elimination chamber to face Seth at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. This was the best alternative since Punk got injured, so I'm not mad at that. And also, by the way, here's a little caveat here. I would like to have CM Punk on commentary for Drew to go against Seth at WrestleMania. I would love to, because Drew constantly has uh, Punk's name in his mouth, and he even tried to do a GTS in the Elimination Chamber. So, again, having Punk on commentary for that match, that would be great, so I hope they throw that in there as well. Now, we get to the main event. We get to uh, Rhea Ripley defending her Women's World Heavyweight Championship against Nia Jax. Again, another one that we all kind of knew was going to happen. Rhea Ripley, she would retain her Women's World Heavyweight Championship when she would hit the Riptide on Nia Jax to retain it. So we're going to get Rhea Ripley going against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. However, Nia Jax, she had one of her best matches here with Rhea Ripley. And also, this was the first time, I believe, in WWE history that two Australian-born wrestlers actually wrestled in the main event. Yes, Australia-born. Nia Jax, she is an Australian by birth because she was born in Australia, but then she had uh, been uprooted when she was a small baby to America. She let that be known on an interview, so she is technically an Australian. So this is the first time we had two Australian people fighting against one another in a main event at a premium live event, and also it was for the Women's Championship. It was a great thing. And uh, Nia Jax, as I said, she had one of her best matches here against Rhea Ripley, she was portrayed the way that she should have has, has she is, should have been all this time as being one of the dominant, uh, I'm not going to say monstrous, but just a brutal force to the women's division. Someone that 
should be crushing people left and right, using dominant moves, using big moves, the way that she did here with Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley being the eradicator, she couldn't hit all her power moves that she usually is able to do, even with people of her size or people smaller. She dealt with someone bigger than her, so she had to rely on her striking ability. She had to rely on her ability to go to the top rope and try to do uh, missile drop kicks, frog splashes, all these type of maneuvers onto Naya. And she just wasn't able to hit her power. And when she would try to hit the Riptide earlier in the match, Naya would constantly just shrug it off or throw Rhea off of her. So again, uh, Rhea had to go into her different uh, sets of tricks. But Nia Jax being able to put the power onto Rhea, making Rhea uh, really dig deep in herself to go and find a way to beat Nia differently was a nice concept here. And I think that's the way it played out perfectly. And it should have been played out. So for Nia to have her best match here against Rhea Ripley, that was great. Rhea to defend her championship and retain it here in Australia. She got the uh, Heroes Welcome again with Grace Waller as well. That was great. So to end the main event, to end the show, we're knowing at WrestleMania, we're getting Cody, Roman, we're getting Rhea Ripley and Becky, we're getting Seth and Drew. Um, speculation here, awesome truth going against uh, Judgment Day for the tag team titles. Another speculation here, we might get uh, Logan Paul going against LA Knight, going against Randy, AJ, and Kevin Owens. More than likely, we might get the triple threat of just Logan Paul, Randy, and Kevin Owens. But in the grand scheme of things, I think they should go to five-way, me personally. But that's all the stuff coming out of Elimination Chamber. Again, a solid uh, pay-per-view, premium live event, whatever you want to call it. It was fun. It was good. I think you should watch it if you're going to watch one match out of this, me personally. I would say you would go with the women's main event. That's me. But to each his own. Now, with that being said, this has been your My Two Cents podcast special presentation of the Elimination Chamber Review 2024. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, if you guys did not listen to my wrestling highlights of the week that I dropped Friday, um, I talk about everything that's going on in professional wrestling from WWE, AEW, TNA, and also I give, um, I give flowers to Mark Henry, so you have that. And... My midweek episode is out there right now, and my tomorrow episode Sunday will be available to you tomorrow. So that's all the stuff that I have right now. So with that, have a great day. Be blessed. All of you guys. See you soon.